into my world, Stephanie's world. I'm your host, Stephanie Cosby. Welcome to a special edition of the podcast. And um, today I will be reflecting and talking about the three-year anniversary of Hurricane Michael. Three years ago on this day, my city was destroyed and my life was changed forever. It's approximately, in fact, it is 5.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. A lot of you may not even know because it didn't stay nationally in the news too long. But on this day, three years ago, Hurricane Michael, at the time, a Category 4 hurricane made landfall near between Mexico Beach, Florida, and Nintendo Air Force Base. city and surrounding areas. Panama City Beach did not suffer the catastrophic damage that Panama City did. And I say that because some seem to get the two mixed up and a bridge separates the two. And we as the city of Panama City decided to ride ride it out because we went to bed the night before on October 9th. Hurricane Michael was a category three. And most of the time what would happen was once once they came on shore, they would downgrade. So we were in our heads thinking if we just go back down to two. When we realized how bad this one was going to potentially be. It was too late to make the decision to leave because they had started to close the roads. So we, as a family, talked about it. And my dad made it perfectly clear that if we decided to do this, Whatever happened, we were going to be on our own because in the midst of it, emergency services cannot come out and rescue you in the middle of a hurricane. So we knew that we were going to be on our own. 
I went to my parents one last time before everything went left and asked them, are you sure you don't want to try to leave? I was willing to leave with just the clothes on my back, my phone, and my purse. And I knew that my parents had to gather, at least put a bag together. And um, my son was there at the time, and I knew he didn't need much. And I never forget my dad's words to me was, no, we're going to be okay. Something in my core felt like we weren't going to be okay and that this one was different. While my parents was eating breakfast, I was in my bedroom. I did one last social media broadcast on Periscope assuring people that I was okay and saying that I would come back home as soon as I could after, you know, if we um, lost power, you know, after, after I got power, I would come back home. But something was just in my spirit. Um, I started pacing. Angelo's restaurant on the beach. It broke him at the ankles and put him on his side. 
that's when I knew that it was going to be bad. We lost power. And we all migrated into the front of the room. And we were sitting around being quiet. All of a sudden, we heard a snap. And my dad said, what is that? And my son went back to my bedroom and opened the door. And he said, Mom, it took your room. A tree had clipped the roof of the house. front porch was leaving my mom had huge ferns on the front porch and they moved the wind moved the fern into a weakened column and it took the front porch out bricks and all we made it to the dining room and we got in the four corners and my dad said the house is coming apart and we're going to have to get out of here he said what we're going to do is we're going to leave out the back door go out through the garage and get in the car we were in agreement that that's what we needed to do by this time, it started to take the roof off of the hallway, and it was approaching to the front part of the house. I had my phone in person hand. My dad needed to go back and get his wallet. And I had my set of car keys. As he went back down the hall, came out of the room and he just needed to reach on his dresser and grab it. It looked like the scene of a movie where he was literally dodging pieces of the ceiling and the installation that was coming down. And I was screaming, Daddy, because I didn't know if he was going to be okay if he got hit in the head by some of that that was falling in. He ran back, he got 
pedestal. He said, when we ran out, he wanted us to stay close to the house together, close enough to hold hands if we needed to stay together. And he wanted me to hit the automatic locks. that I sent as a text to someone was I love you but I'm not going to make it because I feel in, I felt in that instance one or all of us were going to die the back door sounded again like somebody was trying to break in the garage door had been compromised, pulled it along with the paneling off the wall in the garage. The attic was coming apart and things was beginning to fall on my mom's car who was in the garage. When we finally opened the door, the Christmas tree was in pieces on the ground. All of our school projects and everything she had stored in the attic was beginning to calm down. We couldn't tell how damaged our car was. We literally walked over the back door that had bloomed in. We walked on, uh, on the side of the house. The force of the winds was literally pulling bricks off the house. In fact, I got pelted with one. I hit the automatic locks and we got into the car. We was being tossed around like a amusement park ride. I was so scared. I was going to pick the car up and flip it. All I knew in that moment was I wanted it to stop. We rode it out in silence. There was no screaming. There was no hollering. There was no nothing. And then finally, it stopped. It was eerie. It lightened up. And it was silence. Dad asked us to pray. We prayed. He looked at the house that was built from the ground up in 1978. What he and my mom had went before was gone. The roof was partially off, and even though structurally it was standing, sister left her a message that she was going to have to come and get us because the eye was going to pass over and we, we wasn't going to be able to survive anymore and especially not in that car the hardest thing I had to do was when dad was like 
did you take pictures for insurance? They were probably some of the hardest pictures I had to take. My son um, got out and yelled over at the neighbor who he couldn't see due to the trees being in the road that we were okay. He kind of peered through and told her um, we were okay. He went back in the house and I take it back, I did not have my purse. He got my purse and my camera bag. He said that it was sitting in water. But my things on the inside wasn't damaged. So it was just the actual purse that was in everything. Didn't get um, wet. He got that. He grabbed a couple of his um, items and he came back out. People began to bitch around and start walking around in the neighborhood. And it was catastrophic damage. It looked like every telephone pole was down. It looked like every tree was down. And it was simply awful. Um, hours later, when my sister was able to venture out, she did come and get us. And we went to her house. And what was normally maybe a 10-minute drive probably took just about an hour to get there because we had to detour around all kinds of ways to try to get to her house. Um, we ended up on 231. We saw the uh, train cars on their sides. We saw the windows blew out at uh, the hotel, I think the Hilton Garden, up by the mall. Um, no traffic signals, no lights. It was eerie. It was scary and it was crazy, but finally we made it to her house and as soon as she could get me settled, I didn't want to eat, I didn't want to do anything. I literally laid on the floor and I collapsed. We ended up retrieving what little bit the next day from over at the house. Ultimately got out of here for a couple of days. We went to Alabama just to try to make sense of what happened, try to gather our thoughts, try to start piecing your life back together. When we came back, we ended up having to relocate to the beach for six months. FEMA paid me a visit. The house that I was living in had uh, I had a fire six months before, and it was gutted. But I had a tree on the top of it. Thank God it didn't come all the way through, and the tree was big enough to um, be on top of my house, my neighbor's house, and the sides of our houses were impassable. They helped me a little, but not a lot. The money that I received was supposed to have been used for first last month's rent and security deposit. The problem was is that there was nothing affordable around here. Nearly all the housing projects was destroyed. Um, most apartment complexes were um, evacuating people. It was just a mess. We didn't know um, what FEMA was going to provide as far as any type of housing here, which later it will be revealed that it was FEMA trailers. And after 
hearing what happened with the FEMA trailers over after Hurricane Katrina, I wanted no parts of that. So I wasn't even going to try to apply for one. Um, I'm going to fast forward to what has changed since then. To be totally honest with you, yes, some buildings and things that was destroyed were rebuilt or came back. But on today, I can't sound optimistic. And I'll tell you why. There is no affordable housing in Panama City. I just told you that the housing projects most were destroyed. They have not been rebuilt and today is three years. Masalina had to be completely demolished and it is a clean slate of dirt. Fletcher Black, which is located across from the library, is a vacant lot that housed hundreds of families as well as other apartments that are in the rebuilding process. Most landlords evacuated people, even those who had little to no damage, tripled, double and tripled the rent. the apartments. Around 50% of the population left Panama City. Some are just returning now. Others will never be back. The city itself has been a series of lies and broken promises. Affordable housing is $200,000 houses that are equivalent to tiny homes with no closet space. That's what they think we need. I've gone to housing and planning meetings of what they want the future of my neighborhood, which is Glenwood, to look like. And they've done nothing but send consulting firms up here and lies to us. I refuse to attend any more meetings right now the recreation center for the kids still sit and have not been rebuilt. The building structurally needs to go away. The gym was completely destroyed and you don't even see anybody out there on the courts and they just keep lying to us. The money keeps pouring in and we don't see it. We, as far as my community. The city of Lynn Haven had officials with their hands in the cookie jar as far as with the FEMA um, debris removal program. It was mismanagement of funds and it was involving the mayor, the city attorney, and some other officials. And right now they're getting ready to hand indictments down and sentencing in that case.
and I want them to hurry up and move along with from them so they can come to other cities because like I said a lot of money has changed exchanged hands and we are reaping we're seeing the benefits of it now the city has an initiative that if you have a tarp on your house by November that has to be rectified or they're seeking code enforcement on you code enforcement has paid me a damage uh, a visit because of the damage that's still um, done to my house that was from Hurricane Michael I wasn't in a position to get it taken care of and all their uh, programs are about BS because I don't own the property here uh, outright and they put you through all kind of rigmarole and don't help you so screw rehouse bay screw rebuild bay and any of those organizations because i went to every last one of y'all and all i got was the runaround they don't waive anything they want to put you through hell and they want to get on tv and tout we're helping and we've gotten this many people in houses you know if you're gonna seek um kangaroo court on me then you should at least try to help me you know one statistic that was being touted is that um 70 percent of the um, people over here in my neighborhood was renters and they want to do something to change that well you dang so sure ain't gonna do it with um bs programs i went to the city and tried to get help come to the city we have funds we have funds we have funds and the last one that i tried was rebuild bay who has a nerve to um have a prayer visual today i may be praying but it won't be for them as i see what's happening in new orleans right now i saw it during hurricane katrina and i paid close attention and i see what's happening to the people after hurricane ida and for those who don't know i can walk you through you're getting ready to go through um the city is only concerned with the rebuilding of downtown it's two things that panama city is concerned with in the county downtown and panama city beach everything in between they are not concerned with there is a little caesars that is just coming back after three year hiatus over in Callaway. So it took three years to get a, a little Caesars back. Like I said, I'm not covering everything on here, but I'm just giving you the highlights and, and, and the low lights. A um, plumbing business in my neighborhood. Mills have been in business for over 40 years. The building was destroyed. They just demolished that building completely last week. But code enforcement is on my behind as the officer had the audacity to tell me we're getting complaints about a house like this my house is not a um nuisance a complaint was filed by somebody in anonymously and they came out here with that crap but let me tell you how it played out they didn't follow everything that they needed to do as far as serving me with the paperwork so all they did was buy me some time and everything that needs to be done will be rectified and I can be done with them but 
but I can tell you where I think it came from. It's a um, rental property next um, next door to me. Actually, not rental. A house up for sale, and it's a um, pre-foreclosure fixer-upper. And I think that the realtor probably did it because they probably think that this is impeding the sale of that. Nobody's looking at the house. You had all the vultures come in and flip and try to make money off of properties, and they didn't get in here on the game quick enough. So, you think by screwing with me, that's going to help you? Well, it's not. As I think of things, I'll probably come back on today. I was actually going to ride around and um, show actual footage, but I can't. Um, I'm not mobile, so I can't really get out and show you. I will be posting a lot of pictures on my social media, and like I said, I will handle and process things as I see fit. As I was told some years ago by someone, I need to let this go. I'm sorry. Almost dying. You don't just let it go. So that's what today will be dedicated to the three-year anniversary of Hurricane Michael. Right now, that's all I got. Like I said, if I think of some other things, I will come back on. If you want to connect with me, you can find me at Cosby, C-O-S-V-E-E. I'm Stephanie Cosby on all of the social media platforms, and I'm Miss Cosby on Insta. If you find yourself stopped by the police, try to get out of that stop safely and make it home alive. Mask up over your mouth and over your nose. And in all of this mess, try to love one another. Till the next time, peace.